The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I am the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister, and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the Founder. Uh, if you have the opportunity, stop by our website online at www.cutemple.org. That's www.cutemple.org. Org. Go to the multimedia page, watch some uh, previous sermons, hear some good music, you know, and we have a bookstore. You can buy CDs and DVDs, different books. You can um, hear a personal message to a new guest or people that are interested in our ministry by Reverend Wells and much more. Also, we have our legacy CD, Derek Wells and and Legacy CD, which is magnificent, a CD that was made last year. I don't think I've mentioned that in a while on the show, so I want to make sure that you all know that you can go to the website, click on the bookstore, and and purchase it. It is well worth the money. It is a fantastic CD, inspirational, spiritual, and everything that you would need as far as different genres of music that help cultivate the soul. I want to remind you also that this show has a Facebook page, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. And if you're on Facebook, make sure you find the page, like it. And I am also requesting that you write reviews for it. If you like this show, go on to the page and write a review of the show. Because what that does is just lets other people know what people are getting out of the show. So if they happen to stop by the Truth Transforms page, they'll see your uh, your nice, kind review, hopefully. <laughs> now, in the mid- we're in the midst right now of a series called What Are You? Based upon the book, What Are You? by Imelda Shanklin. She was an old unity writer, unity minister, very powerful writer. And we're studying this book week by week chapter by chapter. And my request for everyone who was going along with this series, like most of the series I do when I'm teaching from a book is to make sure that you actually 
get the book. You can purchase it online. You can type in what are you, Imelda Shanklin, PDF. A free version will pop up if you Google that. So you can get the book. If you can get online to hear this or to listen to it later via podcast on a mobile device, that means you have access to the Internet and you can have access to the book. Download it right to your phone if you have to. But make sure you get it and read the chapters ahead. Since I'm teaching them chapter by chapter, you are you will always know what chapter I'm teaching because that makes that easy. What I want to do consistently with this show is give people the opportunity to get hardcore practical metaphysics, new thought metaphysics um, via this show. Whether you're listening live, you're listening later on the website, or you're listening to a podcast via iTunes or Stitcher, I want to make sure that people have access to this because what I've discovered through emails and people contacting me on the Truth Transforms page is that many people don't have centers that teach messages like this in their area, or at times they're not very organized. So a person should be able to listen to this show and shows other shows on Unity Online Radio, not just mine. And at least temporarily plug in, fill the gap. So while they're looking for maybe a spiritual home where they can gather around like-minded people, they can consistently get what they need through this show and possibly also enhance what they're doing somewhere else. You know, I've had people tell me that, you know, they send people to listen to my shows on lessons in truth or discover the power within you or prosperity because I've done fundamental books in new thought. Therefore, when they want their students or their parishioners to, to drill down on a particular topic, they'll send them to truth transforms. That's what I want for the show. So I hope that you are taking advantage of it. And share it with people. If it's free on iTunes, if it's free on Stitcher, let people know about it. You can copy and paste the link from the website. I believe it's the easy way you can do it if you click on something and share it with people. So let's get to it. We're now we're we're on page 90, which is your objective, your objective and. She starts off by explaining how no one would get on a ship where you don't know where it was going or you didn't trust the captain of the ship. We would say the same thing with an airplane today or any other uh, means of transportation. The main thing is you have to know where you're going. If I'm in Chicago, which has a wonderful public transportation system, uh, I don't necessarily take advantage of it, but it's a wonderful system. But I know how to use it very well. And if I was trying to go downtown from Christ Universal Temple, I would have to have an objective. I need to get on this bus to get to the Dan Ryan L train that'll take me where I need to go. And I need to get off on this stop, then make a left and a right, then a right again or whatever to get to my destination. Where it's the same thing with life. You have to have an objective. You have to know where you're going because when you know where you're going, that'll determine your direction. You know, no one who is trying to get to Dallas, Texas from 
Chicago will go north. You have to have an objective. So she states on page 91, the objective is the most important consideration in life. There is no definite place in life for you while you keep your mind purposeless. So I call this people existing but not living. You know, you're here. You're a responsible citizen. You go to work or whatever you do. You pay your bills. You do your family stuff. But with no sense of purpose, no sense of vision, no sense of mission. What is it that you really want to do? I was at a mentoring program we have at the church last Saturday. And the speaker was talking to some young men and he was just really just asking them point blank. How much money do you want to make when you grow up? Write it down. What type of lifestyle do you want to have? See, Because people don't even put that into consideration. He was like, the reason why people don't achieve wealth many times is they've never wrapped their brains around making that a real object objective. Because we've been told what we can and can't have, what's possible and what's not possible. Like, What type of car do you want to drive? What type of house do you want to live in? Now, people say, well, that's superficial. That's materialistic. No, it's not. It's an objective. If there's nothing but abundant houses and abundant cars and abundant whatever, then how come you can't have what you want? If you're willing to work for it, if you're willing to plan for it, if you're willing to make it an objective and you're willing to get it honestly. See, the, the key out of the process is what is your objective? You know, that's one of the, the beautiful things about um, school is the pomp and circumstance that goes around graduation. Because for many people, it's not just getting the degree, which is important. That's an objective. But I can remember being in high school and having some people that I know who were teetering because they were able to graduate possibly in the summer or whatever, but that meant that they couldn't walk across the stage with the rest of us. Because, you know, in a few months later, they would have the same diploma, but not the experience. It's a goal. What's your objective? If you know you're walking into an experience, what are you seeking to get out of that? You know, many times people have a job, but what's your objective of your job? If the objective is is the money, then get the money. I'm pro get the money. But what are your other objectives? You know, is it an opportunity for advancement? Is it skills that you can learn or be trained in while you're there that can be used somewhere else? You know, is it a resume builder? Like, okay, I'm doing this for six months to a year, but I'm going to use it to catapult me somewhere else. You have to have an objective because you go in there and say, okay, I'm, I'm here to be the best person on this staff. I'm here to be the most productive salesperson. I'm here to be the person who will shift the culture. I don't know. But what's your objective? 
Because if you don't have an objective, then you're living a, in that experience, a purposeless life. Getting up day in and day out. And just doing life without a purpose eats at the soul because you were created out of infinite potential, universal possibility, the invisible energy intelligence that we call God. And when there's no sense of purpose, vision, and mission to life, life can become stale. I know people who have achieved what people say are the materialistic things they want out of life. But they're still seeking fulfillment and satisfaction because you have to have a sense of vision, mission, and purpose to go forward and really be fulfilled and satisfied. You know, because maybe they achieved the outer things, but that's maybe those things weren't their objective. Maybe that was just a byproduct of good education, um, you know, good work and whatever, et cetera. Or maybe that was one objective and they achieved that. And once that was achieved, they want something else. Now, here's the thing about life. You're always going to want to do more, be more, have more. But the first place you have to start is be more. Then you can do more and then have more. You know, you know, Reverend Ike talks about the be, do, and have a lot. But I'm not going to drill down into that right now because i got a lot of stuff to to cover. All right. Back to the book. Page 91. She says, or she writes, have you an objective? Have you chosen your port of destination? What do you hope to make of yourself? Do you know what you want to do? Have you a conception of what you are accomplishing? Again, what have you chosen? Have you chosen your port of destination? Do you know where you want to go? What do you hope to make of yourself? Who do you want to be? Who's your five years from now person? Who's your 10 years from now person? Do you know what you want to do? In other words, have you made any choices? Real choices. Choices that are conscious, not unconscious. Choices that are that are active, not reactive. Choices that are creative. Have you a conception of what you are accomplishing? In other words, do you have a sense of measurement in what you're trying to do? You know, if you can't measure it, then most likely it's theoretical. And some things, you know, like, okay, how do you measure love? How do you measure faith? I'm not talking about that type of stuff. I'm talking about if your objective is to lose 20 pounds by the end of the year, if you get on the scale next week and you gain four pounds, then you know you're going in the wrong direction. If your goal is to save, um, you know, a, a couple of a thousand dollars or two thousand dollars as an emergency fund, like Dave Ramsey talks about, before the end of the year, when December thirty first gets here, guess what? Do you have the one thousand dollars? 
if your objective is to spend more time with your children, then you can count those hours up by looking at your calendar and how you spend your day. If your objective is to learn a new skill, then you have to make sure that you are putting your time, money, energy, and attention into learning whatever skill that is. That's objective. You want to read more. You know, you know I, I'm back on my, I got to read three books a week outside of what I teach here for my classes at the church or any sermon or seminar. That's irrelevant. That's a commitment. And because it's a commitment, that means that if I'm not close to that, something has to be put aside because I'm committed to doing that. Okay, that TV show won't get watched because I have to study. Okay, that that phone call has to be cut short to the essentials of the conversation so I can get back to doing what? What I committed to doing. The question comes into play is, what is your sense of measurement? Write down your objectives of things you want to accomplish short term, you know, like within the things you can start doing now. Say, for instance, you want to learn a new skill and you say, well, I don't have any extra finances right now to make that happen. Go get a library card. Do a Google search. Find out about authors who are experts who have written material that could can help you in your chosen field. For an example, I don't care who you read. If you're reading anything in the success, human potential, self-help movement, almost all of them will revert, will mention Napoleon Hill. Think and grow rich, law of success, etc. I would say if the people who you follow study that person, maybe you might want to go study them. I love to read Charles Fillmore. Well, one of the reasons why I love to read Charles Fillmore is because I've read book after book after book after book, and people refer to Charles Fillmore. I love to read Ernest Holmes. I read book after book after book, and people refer to Ernest Holmes. Let me go check these people out. People, so so there are seminal books. There are seminal authors that everybody refers to. In your chosen field, you might be in marketing. And, you know, the guy from that wrote the book, Guerrilla Marketing, might be the person where everybody who who is studying that subject might be following. So these are some of the things you might want to know. So we're coming up on our first break. So let me um, uh, let you go. We'll be right back with Truth Transform. Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support.
He's the most talked about figure in history. How do you see Jesus? As a savior, a way shower, a mythical hero. In his cutting-edge new book, Jesus 2.1, an upgrade for the 21st century, Reverend Dr. Thomas Shepard explores the many human concepts of Jesus. The man of Nazareth has been an imaginary spiritual playmate for millions. Best friend, confidant, silent lover, surrogate father, brother, husband, trusted king when earthly governments fail, all-purpose superhero who will save the day before the final credits roll. Jesus is like a program that has been adapted through the ages while the basic code remains undisturbed despite all subsequent modifications. Now it is our time to rewrite and reinstall the Jesus program with updates for today, just as every previous generation has done and every subsequent generation will do. The Romans killed Jesus for being a revolutionary. Every succeeding generation kills him anew by losing sight of the ongoing revolution in human consciousness that he represents. Explore the new book, Jesus 2.1, at www.shopunity.org. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. We have a caller on the line. I believe it's Mary. Mary, are you there? Yes, Hello? I am. Hi, how are you doing? Where are you calling from? Um, I'm calling from Lincoln, Nebraska. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. How can I help you? Uh, well, I first of all, I wanted to say thank you for doing the show. It's really made a pretty profound difference in my life as far as peace of mind. So thank you for doing that. Um, yeah, yeah. Question I had is um, sometimes I have a hard time with my goals, um, deciding uh, what the priorities should be, and I just wondered if you had any tips as far as uh, meditation or or something to get clarity on that. Because sometimes I have so many goals that I get a little bit scattered and have a hard time. Uh, prioritizing and concentrating. So I just wondered what you what you would recommend for someone like me. <laughs> um, I would recommend well, a couple of things. One, I would recommend that you get the book, The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. That's one. It's a in chapter two. There's a exercise called the Life Purpose Exercise, and it kind of helps people drill down to vision, mission, and purpose. Uh, I teach that class at Christ Universal Temple on Wednesday nights. Um, it's an in-person class. And, you know, I, I, I'm teaching the whole book for a year, but I always have people go back to that chapter, which is chapter two, and then chapter three, which is decide what you want. Because the specific exercises in, those, in that book, in those two chapters, that really helps people get clarity on their goals. Now, what I would suggest also is this. Be careful about having so many goals that you don't accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, at best, at best, two major goals at a time works. Oh. You know, you're really trying to accomplish a thing. See, it's sort of like the uh, what was it? 
the Pareto, I think it's the Pareto principle, the 80-20 rule, which states if you have, for instance, 10 goals, the top two will cover 80% of what you need, and the last eight will only cover 20%. So say, for instance, mm-hmm. you're, 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 you, have, you're, you have 10 goals, and you're spending most of your attention on eight, nine, and 10, or, and you're getting minimal results. That creates frustration. Because you're like, mm-hmm. I'm putting all this effort in, but I'm not getting a lot of, out of it. But there are some goals that you have, one or two tops, that will give you maximum result. That will give you 80%. You do number one, it might knock out 80% of what you need to do or, or, or what you need to, you know, or, you know, whatever, as far as resources, intelligence, training, development, whatever. What ends up happening many times is, People say, well, I got this smorgasbord, sort of like going to an all-you-can-eat buffet when it, of goals. And mm-hmm. what ends up happening is you don't accomplish anything mm-hmm. because your mind is in too many things. So you, you pick it up for a little bit, then it gets put down. Then you pick it up over here a little bit. And, and next thing you know, it's sort of like being in a very large kitchen where you start cooking many dishes but you never finish any of them. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so if you're going to make lasagna, make lasagna. <laughs> that would be my recommendation. If you're going to make lasagna, make lasagna. That doesn't mean that okay. other responsibilities don't get handled. But when I start talking, I'm talking about your real true diehard goals. The other part of that is this. Put timelines in it. So, for instance, write the goal out as it's finished. This is what I desire. Then go back and put timelines in, measurement points. So, in other words, if you go backwards, at this point, I want to have this done. At this point, I want to have this done. At this point, because that will get you to your baby steps. Now, if a person Mm -hmm. wants to read, you know, like, you know, know, I mentioned earlier, reading three books a week, that's a great goal. But I read a lot, hmm. um, you know, the, the, but if you haven't, if you can't read one book a month. How are you going to make the goal read three books a week? Mm-hmm. So build up to it, you know, so, for instance, you know, if a person says, OK, I want to be the president of the United States. And, you know, are you even registered to vote? Have you <laughs> held it in the office? Do you qualify? Do you know anything? You know, you see what I'm saying? It, it, it's mm-hmm, yeah. just don't make that decision. Oh, OK. You know, there are people who do that and then they get laughed off the national stage when they get exposed because they're not ready. Mm-hmm. Well. Well, part. So if you take. Look, first of all, get the book, because I think that'll help. But also okay. look at your, you know, because, you know, you know, I'm, I'll never tell people not to pray and meditate, but I think you've done all that already. The issue now is you're having analysis paralysis. So mm-hmm. instead of getting all that analysis, what goals give you the most satisfaction, the most fulfillment, the, the most sense of being alive? And maybe those are just things you're doing, goals that you're setting that, you, that right now that, that might end up being, okay, I need to do the research on it, or maybe I need to volunteer uh, or intern with somebody or whatever. It could be many ways and levels to do this. You know, maybe it's a side job. Maybe it's a, 
you know, just something, you know, I'm, I give resources to. I don't know, because those are your goals. But mm-hmm. I will say no more than two. Um, you know, most goal experts will tell you when, you know, to knock out, put put the attention on the goals you desire, knock them out, then move on to the next one. Because that goal might have multiple levels. And when you start and when you engage in something like we've said, many people have said before, when you get in something, you realize that there's more to it than you thought. So when you get into that goal, you might realize it has sub levels that you might need to address. And I think that's the reason why many times people start a thing and then they stop because they realize all the other things that go along with it. Well, instead of trying to handle all of those things and your eight other goals, just handle that and it's sub level uh, measurements and goals that go along with it. Does that make sense? Oh, that makes perfect sense. I and I yeah, yeah, very clear. Okay. So, well, well, so thank me, you. Go ahead. You're welcome. No. God. Yes. Okay. I think she's gone, uh, Jeff. Are we cl- we are we're clear. Okay. All right. Thank you, Mary, for the call. All right. Back to the book, page ninety-one. It says, um, your objective is what you supremely wish to do, what you most ardently wish to become, what with the utmost passion of your soul you endeavor to achieve within yourself. So that gives you some guidelines to work with. What do you supremely wish to do? Not just daydream, passing fancy. Oh, I think I might. No, what are you passionate about? It makes all the difference in the world. You know, you know, some people are so passionate about the ability to to grow and maintain wealth that they make that about what they do. So everything that they do is geared towards that. Some people are, you know, about connecting people. You know, I, I've read story after story about how people realize their gift of connecting with people and they create systems that keep people together, family, friends, uh, you know, leaders, you know, there's, there's even a group of people who, who, or a lady who brings, you know, motivational and inspirational speakers together because when you're out there traveling and doing what you do, what ends up happening many times is you're always giving, but how often are you getting to fill it? fill up your own storehouse. You know, one of the things that Reverend Coleman used to always tell us at Christ Universal Temple is that she would leave at times and go to someone else's uh, organization just to get filled up because when she was in the space of, uh, of Christ Universal Temple or another universal foundation for better living church, she was the leader. And sometimes she just needed to go someplace and get filled herself. That's another thing that, those people off. You have to make sure as once you have the objective that you're doing things that support your objective. So say for instance, you're cleaning up around the house and trying to get stuff done. That's when you play that audio of whatever that inspirational teacher is uh, or that music. You know, I, I like to use teaching. So, you know, I say, okay, well, I got to take care of this, this, and this. And I'm listening to it. If I'm outside, you know, doing yard work, I got headphones on, I'm listening to something. 
Now, obviously, I'm not telling you to do anything that will jeopardize your safety because I don't know what, you know, what type of area you might be living in when in this. Uh, and obviously, I believe in the protecting power of God. But that's a level of consciousness that you have to be on as well. Watch as well as pray. Jesus taught us. But my point is. You have to find ways to do what I call stealing time. You have to steal time. The moments where you're doing something, but you can also be learning something. So, you know, if you're riding on the bus, on on the train, going to and fro from work, instead of playing on your phone and talking, read. You know, you might have a 20-minute shot where 10 minutes of that train ride could be reading on a subject or listening to some audio while you're waiting on, waiting uh, to go to and fro. While you're in your car driving, you could be listening to CDs from your church service. You could be listening to Truth Transforms with Galen McDowell. You could be listening to that, you know, Les Brown audio or Tony Robbins or Jack Canfield or Wayne Dyer or Deepak Chopra or something on finances or whatever the subject you are, because it doesn't make a difference what the subject is right now. You can find an audio, a book or a video of it. It doesn't make a difference what it is. You want to learn another language while you're driving and, you know, you can be listening to Words being translated. There's nothing that you want to learn that you can't find now. I'm not saying that you'll get accredited in it. What I'm saying is, can you turn your phone, your mobile devices, your car into your own success university? That's key. You know, one of my buddies, every time I get in his car or I'm talking to him, Reverend Ike is playing. He listens to Reverend Ike every day, no matter what. No matter what. All the way through, like all the way, one complete lesson, all the way through, maybe more than one at times, because he wants to get it. This mindset, like Jacob told God in the Genesis story, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. Also, if anybody else wants to call in, they can call at 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. Now, I'm not going to spend the time. She spends the next several pages talking about mental manipulation, people um, learning ways to try to impress people's minds to do things that they want and et cetera. Back in the day in the earlier uh, when mind science, mental science, new thought was started, you know, there were writings about people about trying to figure out a way how to impress people's subconscious minds and all that type of stuff. And it was some writers like her who were writing against the unethical way people did that. Um, you know, even when we got into the 50s and people were using subliminal training with the, with the TV commercials that, you know, supposedly have been taken away. Uh, but a lot of that has to do with the fact that you have realized that there's conditioning going on all the time. So I don't want to drill down on that because the type of clothes you wear, the type of car you want to have or want, um, the way you 
talk, act, dress, etc., all has something to do with how it's being marketed and advertised. Right now, there are people being paid millions of dollars, individuals, millions of dollars, and corporations, billions of dollars to influence the way you do everything. They will create a market that was not a market before and tell you you can't survive without the market. When I was growing up, all you had to do was make sure that you had a quarter, a couple of quarters when you left the house because if something happened, you wanted to have the ability to go to a pay phone, which was like every four, three or four blocks, sometimes multiple ones on one corner. At the park, at the grocery stores, at on the corners, but cell phones created a new market. Nobody knew grew up with a with a need for a cell phone because they had never seen one. You know, people had beepers before that. Why am I saying that? You know, people will create a need for you, and out of that need creates value or lack of. You know. It's kind of funny. I was looking at how people will fight at malls to get the Air Jordans that people my age were wearing when we were in high school. That's amazing to me <laughs> that the shoe that I was wearing in 1987 now causes riots. Why? Because people's minds are being influenced that that's important and for them it is I'm, I'm not here to add value or take away value but to me that's insane so to make it even have more value they take it away we're going to put that shoe in the vault and it'll come back in five years ten years whatever and then it'll make more of an uproar and it's just kind of funny because i can remember you know being a little kid in junior high when the first Air Jordans came out and begging my brothers and I begging our dad to get us those Air Jordans because the world was going to stop <laughs> if we didn't get the new Air Jordans. And when we got them and other friends didn't have them, we thought we were high on the hog. It's all conditioning. This is why I love what Neil Donald Walsh wrote when he wrote that your mind will be conditioned you might as well be the person doing the conditioning. There's no such thing as your mind not being conditioned. You're being bombarded at all times with this is who you should be, this is how you should act, this is what you should believe, this is what you should buy, this is how you should spend your time, this is what makes you popular, this makes you unpopular, this makes you cool, this makes you uncool, this makes you a real man, this makes you a real woman, you know, bombarded with images. So the question comes into play is, in the midst of being bombarded, not only with marketing and advertising, but the mental atmosphere that goes along with all of that, you got to be mindful of what your objectives are. So let's take our last break, and I'll be right back with Truth Transform. Looking for the spiritual in your everyday life? Searching for meaning in the meaningless? Check out the book, Rants to Revelations, by Reverend Ogenholder. Using his characteristic wit, humor, and storytelling, Reverend Ogen brings spiritual insight into practically every arena of human life. 
From issues of spiritual growth and family life to deep theological concerns about God and reality, he combines personal narrative with philosophical and scientific understanding to bring a fresh perspective into the life of faith in today's postmodern world. Pick up a copy of Rants to Revelations today from www.rantstorevs.com. Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Are you ready to receive your life and live the gift that you are? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach each week as she shares inspiration and tools to help you identify and dissolve the limiting beliefs that prevent you from living the fullest expression of what you are. Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I want to also remind you that this show, along with all the other shows, are supported by your donation. So you have freely received, please freely give. You might be listening to this via podcast later and might not actually know that you can go to Unity Online Radio and click on the donate button to help support this ministry that's supporting you and your consciousness transformation. So make sure that you seriously consider it because this is a ministry like any other. And, you know, as uh, I heard a pastor say one day, you know, when you don't, when you don't have any money, you don't have any ministry, you know, you know, the utility people don't care how much God you know. They have a right to the money that you utilize or we utilize for the resources that we use. Internet servers, lights, heat, whatever at the studio, staff, etc. So please make sure that you are considerate of that when you are listening and allow the spirit to guide your giving. Now, Back to the book, page 98. I'm jumping over a whole bunch of stuff because I want to make sure that I don't leave uh, uh, what I really want on the table while I talk about other stuff. Page 98, last paragraph states, permit nothing to come between you and your purpose. If your present objective does not compel your firmest allegiance and command the fullest of your admiration, pursue it no longer. In other words, don't waste your time with lukewarm objectives. You got to be on fire about this. You know, in, in the book of Revelation, um, the 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 it, when it when in the in the allegory of it and the symbolism, it's supposed to be Jesus speaking to the or the or speak to the seven churches and tell them this. This is what is revealed. 
And one of the churches that states that you are neither hot nor cold. In other words, you're not one way or another. You're just kind of blah. You know, nobody likes warm, kind of warm anything. They like hot food. They like cold food. They like hot beverages like tea, coffee. They like cold beverages. Very few people drink warm anything. Not even room temperature, just kind of warm, which is slightly more than room temperature. Why? Because you're not in, you're not intentionally anything. You're just kind of there. And many of us are not either hot nor cold when it comes to our objectives. Therefore, our lukewarm attitude doesn't serve us. So in the in that scripture, it says, I will spit you out. I will spew you. I will spit you out of my mouth. In other words, you serve me no purpose if you're not either hot or cold. In other words, and don't get caught up. This is, okay, God is saying I don't serve a purpose. No, that's not my intent. What I'm saying out of it is this. It's, it's allegorically telling us that when you are lukewarm in your attitude about a thing, you it, you serve no highest good because you're really not accomplishing anything. You're kind of just taking up space. But what's really getting done? You know, um, I've read I read somewhere that the the most the most dangerous person at a job is the high competent low commitment to the vision person. You can be highly competent, do what you do well. But no commitment to the purpose, vision, and mission of the place of employment. And I work in ministry. So I know what it means for a person to be highly competent and not necessarily connected to what you're doing. And if they can't get in alignment with what you're doing, their competency sometimes can interfere with what is trying to be accomplished. Those are things you got to be mindful of. So let's go back to the original statement. Make sure that your objectives actually motivate you, set you on fire, that you're passionate about it, that you get a sense of fulfillment and satisfaction from doing it. If not, why pursue it? If you're not clear on why you're doing a thing, why are you doing that thing? It's sort of like people who are just kind of in a relationship, but they're really not. You know, Facebook status says it's complicated. <laughs> Joking. All right, page 99. She also states, if you let minor interests draw your attention from your main work, you cannot rapidly prosper in your quest. So, again, it's like when I was stating earlier with Mary on the phone. You can't let the minor goals, the minor interests, interfere with the big plans, the big goals. You can't rapidly succeed in a thing if everything has your attention. Sometimes the difference is minute that that really makes the difference between you achieving your goal or not. Olympic track runners have been training most of them since they were in their early teens. 
And the difference between the gold medal and no medal, not silver or bronze, the gold medal and no medal can be seven-tenths of a second. Seven-tenths of a second. Literally. Which means when you're up to big things, you don't have time to meddle in mess and drama and trauma and all the other stuff. You know, you got to get back out on that track field, do your stretches, and improve your time. Using that same metaphor, you have to make sure that you eat like a track runner, sleep like a track runner. Train like a track runner. Now, what is it that you want to do? Find out what the people who have achieved high success and what you do. Uh, find out their methodology. You know, years ago, uh, you know, I'm a big Chicago Bears fan. Walter Payton one of the greatest players who have ever played the game and for many years the all-time leading rusher in NFL history and touchdown leader for many years until obviously no record stands forever. But people say, well, how does this guy do what he does? And he would tell them. He had one of the toughest training regimens. He was known for doing what they call climbing the hill. He had these hills that he would climb that would help him condition his body to get it ready. Some people will do that. Some people won't. Some people will go all out and say, okay, if I want to get Walter Payton results, I need to tr start training like Walter Payton. It wasn't a secret. Not a secret at all. So what is it that you do? What is it that you do? So what ends up happening is you have to be mindful. I, I was uh, at this um, last month at this, this Kung Fu tournament. I was talking to this little Asian uh, boy. Couldn't have been no older than maybe nine, ten. And he was, you know, he was doing these, uh, what they call, you know, contemporary wushu forms, you know, very acrobatic. Uh, um, he was highly skilled. And he told my buddy and I that, you know, Americans have a hard time doing some of the techniques that he was doing because we eat too much McDonald's. <laughs> and I laughed because he understood for him to be a world-class athlete at, at 10 years old, it was certain type of foods he couldn't eat. He got that at 10. So maybe he won't be able to do those, those flying kicks and flips with a sword in his hand going right in the splits. If he was eating what the average kid eats at 10 years old in the United States. So, so it's important that you don't allow the other things to interfere with your objectives. You might want to see where do you have energy leaks? What's leaking your energy right now? Your mental energy, your emotional energy. You know, what are energy leaks like, you know, that 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 situation or circumstance where uh, is something is unresolved 
that big issue that you're avoiding. Uh, you know, that decision you know you need to make that you haven't made. That family member who continually drops their problems on your lap like it's yours and then you engage in it to try to fix it because that's what you do. You, you know, you're playing, he, you know, hero ball. That's, you know, you know, you try to make it all up at one time, you know, swinging for the fences, throwing the deep pass every time. Be mindful of that. Don't let minor interest interfere with what you are attempting to do. All right. Uh, one more point, and then we're going to close down. On page 105, she states, now is the beginning. Here is the place, not waiting until you are wiser, but beginning now to use wisdom, not hoping to develop the strength necessary for the conquest, but developing strength by using strength. So shall you, without delay, draw near to your objective, not looking afar, but searching here, not groping towards the unknown, but in the place called present environment, lay hold of your ideal." Stop waiting. Start doing something today. Get a pen and paper out and write down something you can do today that will help you towards your objective. If you're not sure, do what I told Mary. Go buy the Success Principles book. Work on Chapter 2 and Chapter 3, even though to me, Chapter 1 is the most important chapter in the book. If you're going to buy the book, read the whole book. But the exercises in those two chapters help. But they help within the context of chapter one, which is take 100 percent responsibility for your life. Then when you do that, then you can really go about tackling life because you know that it's not on God. And it's not on anyone else. As Reverend Coleman always told us, I am the thinker that thinks the thought that makes the thing. I am the thinker that thinks the thought that makes the thing. All right. So like every chapter, she leaves some points or affirmations at the end. This week, she writes, my objective is to find myself. My objective is to understand life. My objective is to know God. God is my inspiration, my way, my strength. He brings me to himself. So these are some of the ways she's teaching it. But the most important thing that that I want you to get out of this is you go back and reread this chapter uh, is to make sure that you have an objective. Don't make it a whole bunch of them. You might want to learn how to uh, pray and meditate better. Put it on your calendar. When are you going to pray and meditate every day? And make it a practice. What are you going to do to help support that? meditation CDs, et cetera, et cetera. Guided meditations, visualizations you can purchase. Check it out. So that's the end of this show. I'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio.
This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. If I were brave, I'd walk the razor's edge Where fools and dreamers dare to tread And never lose faith How is life working for you? Would it be okay with you if life got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful and vibrant? Join certified life coach Carla McClellan Tuesday afternoons for Vibrant Living. Each week, Coach Carla and her guests will share strategies and solutions designed to make your life more vibrant. Is there something in your life you'd like help with? A dream you'd like to achieve? A relationship you'd like to improve? Call into the show toll-free for Coaching with Carla. That's Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What if we're all meant to do what we secretly dream? Inspiration only takes a moment. We invite you to consider these words from Unity author Charles Roth. Live deeply in the present moment. If you are going to work on the premise that real energy, real excitement... That feeling of being fully and enthusiastically alive comes from a source within you, then it follows that you have to spend some time getting acquainted, being at home in those far reaches of inner space. Peace is power, for out of stillness, strength is born, and out of inner harmony, productivity flourishes. Rest in that inner peace. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. If I were brave, I'd walk the razor's edge Where fools and dreamers dare to tread And never lose faith How is life working for you? Would it be okay with you if life got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful and vibrant? Join certified life coach Carla McClellan Tuesday afternoons for Vibrant Living Each week Coach Carla and her guests will share strategies and solutions designed to make your life more vibrant. Is there something in your life you'd like help with? A dream you'd like to achieve? A relationship you'd like to improve? Call into the show toll-free for Coaching with Carla. That's Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What if we're all meant to do what we secretly dream? Spirit of Recovery is the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth. Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., interviews down-to-earth guests who share with you how they keep going and growing in recovery. Spirit of Recovery is the place to get practical tips and join in lively discussions on topics that matter to recovering people. 
This program welcomes everyone who wants to know more about recovery. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time on Spirit of Recovery, where we talk about what keeps you growing. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.